Program Director, Heads of Diplomatic Training Institutions of the BRICS member countries, colleagues in our government and elsewhere, ladies and gentlemen, good day to all of you from the different time zones. On behalf of the Diplomatic Academy of the Department of International Relations and Cooperation of South Africa, it is my honor and pleasure to welcome you to this online event, which is the third of its kind since the conclusion of the Memorandum of Understanding on Mutual Cooperation between the Diplomatic Training Institutions of the BRICS member countries, signed during the eighth BRICS Summit hosted in India in 2016. Thank you for taking this time to reflect on today's theme on how BRICS members and Africa can be innovative in their way they cooperate in nurturing a diplomatic force that can contribute to a better world. As we meet today, the world has been changing dramatically. For instance, technology advancement has forced us to engage in ways that were not possible before, like now. As we grapple with the idea of artificial intelligence, AI, we have also been, we've also seen a new class of diplomats called tech diplomats. This is an area which I believe we need to collaborate in as there are many innovations that have emerged in different societies that should allow us to share experiences and best practices. Not long ago, the world was faced by COVID-19, by the COVID-19 pandemic, and that led to many diplomatic negotiations at the WHO and in different forums on how we should deal with such a pandemic. That did not only affect our lives, it also impacted negatively on economics, which some of us in Africa are still dealing with, even today. However, a lesson which was very important for all of us as diplomats in the world was global solidarity is very important. And the principle that no one is safe until everyone is has reminded diplomats of the importance of their role in the world. There are also lessons which we can share as we train young diplomats on how we should prepare and anticipate future pandemics. After a very successful BRICS summit, held in August this year. The BRICS, the BRICS leaders met yesterday to discuss the conflict in Gaza and the many conflicts we have had in different regions have created new global shifts which might lead to a new international world order that we need to train and prepare our diplomats and international relations practitioners about. This is all happening at the time when we are all experiencing what we now realize as a climate crisis which involves deadly floods in some of our regions in South Africa, severe droughts, and unpredictable weather patterns and storms. This is also affecting some regions of the rich north. Uh, some regions of the uh, rich north are dealing with this by introducing regulations which negatively affect our trade relations, while the transition towards green and secular economies might take much longer for some of us. This is also the reason why we need to share our experience and best practice to ensure that we remain at the front end of new developments. As noted in our concept document on today's meeting, it is particularly in the area of political coordination where the diplomats of the BRICS member countries play an important role and where our diplomatic training institutions also come in. 
We believe that through our training programs, we should collaborate mainly on those issues that are regarded by the Global South as critical in order to create a better world. That is, the transformation of the institutions of global governance to take into account the shifting global economic landscape and to provide developing and emerging economies with a stronger voice and representation. Turning to the specific questions we set out to answer this meeting, I wish to summarize as follows. The first question is, what is the role of diplomats in contributing towards a better world? Based on these few issues I've raised, the pressure on diplomats is not only on improving bilateral relations, but to also substantially coordinate positions between those in the bilateral and also in the multilateral environments, whether between nations, friends, allies, or regions, as we work together to address global challenges and a better world. The second question is what qualities should a successful diplomat possess and how can training help to reinforce these qualities? I think we all know the qualities, skills, and knowledge that are critical as we groom new diplomats. Whether we're talking about integrity, dignity, patriotism, loyalty, and all that. But the most, impo the most important challenge which I want you to raise right now is that diplomats are expected to continuously develop their skills and stay up to date with the latest trends and best practices in their field. By honing their negotiation skills and adopting a collaborative and patient approach, for instance, diplomats can play a crucial role in resolving conflicts, promoting cooperation, and fostering peaceful relationships between nations. I believe that our governments have realized that to be able to achieve our foreign policy objectives and priorities, it is a strategic decision to invest in one's human resources, and those are your diplomats. The, the next question is, does technological advancements help to improve training? I've already pointed out the opportunities that technology advancement provides to us. There's a lot that is basic but critical that we need to teach our diplomats. For instance, cybersecurity, virtual and media diplomacy, as these present both innovation and threats. Of course, the tools that are used to teach have revolutionized training in the way we do research, the methods we use, and also how they allow interaction from wherever you are with others, but also in allowing the, training, the, tra the trainee to access all available information to, to pursue learning by themselves. But talking about technology advancement, I have yet to see if we'll be able to develop such effective AI that it can do things like shuttle diplomacy, mediating between warring parties, and ability to persuade each party to understand your argument and even finally agree with you during negotiations, and the ability to take that strategic move to engage in informal discussions over a cup of tea during a tea time, which is taken to take a breath or uh, to recollect your thoughts during heavy negotiations. But diplomats can. They also need innovation to deal with some of these issues I've raised. And the global changes we experience around us need this kind of agility. Of course, this doesn't mean that diplomatic 
training institutions should solely rely on technology and cyberspace to train their diplomats. Which institutions, that's the next question, are critical to create effective diplomats? I felt that we already know that as people are in, involved in this, uh, in this area. But I thought I should raise uh, a very, uh, two key points which we have realized. The fact of the matter is that the reality is that experts in information and communication technology and in environmental science tends to, become, to come from other sectors and will need to work closer with other government departments. But also the business sector seems to be quite active in the area of technology, which uh, has allowed uh, that tech diplomats then engage more with the business uh, uh, sector than with other diplomats. Of course, we have to all the time make sure that uh, the coordination happens the way it should. Besides institutions, I believe that we should include other sectors. South Africa has been working closely with other African partners in training women and youth in conflict resolution. Also, we'd like to hear from others how retired diplomats are used, either as mentors or, or as trainers themselves. I will skip the, the, the question about uh, how important is the recruitment and selection process uh, for uh, before diplomatic training can and help because I believe that from some of the members uh, here in this uh, platform today there's a lot to learn for, for us from yourselves. The, the last question which says how best can the training institutions cooperate and establish partnerships with the diplomatic training institutions of countries on the African continent? It is my view that the second meeting of the heads of the diplomatic training institutions of the BRICS member countries that was hosted in China in 2022 already provided excellent guidelines in this regard. Namely, one, establishing a liaison mechanism for the heads of the BRICS diplomatic training institutions by arranging national coordinators to follow up on activities. Number two, regular reporting on the training programs launched by each BRICS country through information bulletin boards and other ways. The third one, providing courses and resources that are available for sharing. I hope we can generate some of those out between ourselves, even <coughs> if they don't exist. Exploring cooperative projects of multilateral diplomatic training. Somewhere I also say, say I argue that uh, if we can use uh, real experiences uh, and, and formulate them into case studies so that uh, diplomats from different uh, uh, regions and cultures can better understand and improve uh, uh, training and absorb what, what is being um, taught. Also focusing on the implementation of the 2030, 2030 Agenda for, for Sustainable Development, Climate Change and other relevant areas. I therefore wish to humbly suggest that we start by implementing these guidelines already agreed upon. Of course, I understand that there are new members who will be, who will be talking to later, and so when we take this forward, we'll be uh, also including a bigger number uh, from then on. But at this point, I must say thank you very much for your attention. I'm looking forward to listening uh, to your thoughts and also uh, 
your experiences in terms of how we can take this forward. Thank you very much, Program Director.